0: Good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host and today I have a good friend of mine on the show. Mr. Joel Boer is coming on so stay with us. We'll be right back. And here we are. Let me bring Joel on. Joel sitting there with palm trees in the background.
1: it is much better than the 14 inches of snow back home. I'm not I gonna complain.
0: Guess so. We have Linda Ann Barber is already joining us. How about that? Huh? Fantastic. Yeah. So, so um Joel, I you know, I started this sh- gosh, it's I started this show. It's been it's been almost three years now. Unbelievable. Um, I've interviewed 330 some odd people over the last three years and it's been phenomenal, but it, you know, I, I created this show to help people have a breakthrough to get unstuck in life. And, um, I know you have a story and I'm excited to hear it. You're, you're joining us from Miami, Florida today. Which yep. is not
1: where you're from. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely it's definitely part of the journey for sure for me and my, you know, me and my family and uh, you know that, that the reason why I'm down here. So
0: yeah. So so why don't you there's James Boudouin. James, my brother, how you doing? I'm with James. So, so I, I, Joel, I forgot to tell you to share this out while we were, while we were, I, it's already shared, out. man. I'm
1: already on it. I'm, it's oh, already going.
0: Snap. Look at you, man. We're, we're so, like all over this. So dude, let's start with you telling everybody where you were born and raised.
1: So uh, real simple question, I guess you could say where I, I was born and raised is, is middle of Nebraska, Grand Island, Nebraska,
0: small Grand, grand hold it. Grand Island. Yep.
1: Grand Island, Nebraska. So, there aren't any islands in Nebraska. Well, you know, in the Platte River, there's a few little sandbars. Oh. I mean, they, they changed their location because they're sandbars. But, <laughs> you know, they're, they're there. I have no idea why they named it that way. But, you know, it's a <laughs> hey, good morning, Scott. Um, no, I, hey,
0: I, Island, I think I, I told you one time when I lived in Seattle, when I was driving, to my when I moved out there, I drove through Nebraska. And That's, I, I, what's the next state? Wyoming. Is it Wyoming?
1: Uh, Wyoming and Colorado, right?
0: Yeah. Somewhere in there. So I remember crossing the state line, pulling off the road, getting out of my car and screaming at Nebraska saying, right. I'll never do that again. <laughs> Dude, it was what? Six and a half hours or something insane of like not a lot. <laughs> But
1: fields, there's a lot of fields.
0: It's pretty oh, no. wide open.
1: Yeah, no, you know, so like in Nebraska, <gasps> corn's the big thing, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it, corn is, you know, I, when I was a kid, you know, a teenager, you know, if you wanted to earn money, what you did is you, you did what was called detasseling. Did uh, what? You did what's called detasseling. So you're actually pulling the, the top fuzzy part out of, you know, the corn stalks.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: and so they... You'd, you'd go do this as a kid you'd wake up at what 4 a.m in the morning you know tread yourself down to the bus you know get on the bus they take you out to the fields and either you're hoeing beans or your your uh, you know you're pulling tassels out you'd do that till maybe two or three o'clock in the afternoon when it gets too hot and go home right you know you earn your whatever five bucks an hour or whatever we were getting at the time and you know so that's that's how you know that's how I was raised if you want money you're gonna go work for it you know that's Know, my my brother and I we did lots of little things. We did the the curb. We painted numbers on curbs, you know, and paper yeah. routes, and shoveled snow, and mowed yards. Hey, good morning, um, Junad, John, Larry Snyder. Good morning. Um, but yeah, so that's that was you know growing up in in you know middle of Nebraska where it's flat and you want to speed through it so you can get through it without falling asleep. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much it.
0: Dude, it's 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 like it's. I mean, somebody said to me once, "Well, it's not as bad as going through
1: Kansas," and I'm like, "Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just as bad as north you know Northwestern Kansas. I mean, Northwestern it's just Kansas. and
0: it's not bad. I don't want to. I'm not dissing wow. on your state. It's just there's nothing there. Like there's there's yeah. it's it's just wide okay. open."
1: No, absolutely. You're hundred percent right. I mean, really the terrain, like if you, I I like looking at the terrain and and it's like the terrain only only gets interesting when you move North, like close to the the black Hills. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's when it gets kind of beautiful and you know, yeah, yeah, that long stretch is just boring. So it's one of those flyover States. (laughs) Quickly. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs)
0: Unless you're driving, then it's not so quickly. Yeah. So, so, so you grew up in Nebraska and, um, what was it? I mean, you know, that's, that is literally, I mean, that's, that's America, man. I mean, and I, I love it. I've, I, you know, when people say, oh, we're running out of room in the United States. I'm like, you've not been to Nebraska or Kansas. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Trees will grow. They can plant more trees. They can build more houses. There, there there's there's tons of farmland that ain't used you know that's not as used as as much i mean so yeah i mean really what you're saying there yeah there's tons of room if we, if we oh. had a, even 10 percent of california try to move to nebraska and wyoming nice we would still have tons of room tons. Yeah, prairie dogs. larry's right there's lots of prairie dogs
0: look joe says the terrain is flat but the people are <laughs> wow and that hurts <laughs> So, so Joel, we, we met, um, what's it been five years now, six, yeah. I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah. I think um, it
1: was close to five years. I started following you when you had a show on grants, uh, TV network.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: and that's, that's when you and I got connected. I think is just, we connected over Facebook and just started, yep. you know, every now and then.
0: Yeah. So you, you, you grew up. I mean, what was it like growing up in Central America, Central U.S. for you? Like, a, as a kid, I, I like to say because I'm from the Midwest, right? right? Ohio's considered the Midwest, and and you know, I, I it's um, I don't know. People are are different. I, I think that we're di- we're just we trust people more. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would agree with yeah.
1: I, I, then, I totally agree with you there there's 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 a uh, you know there, given the fact that it's all flat i mean you got to make out what you're going to make out of it with your hands yeah and, and so i i think that brings a salt you know salt of the earth to the to typically you know some areas it's not saying that it's not there for other areas but you know if, if you're going to make something out of out of nothing you gotta you gotta have the willingness to do it and so you're right i mean you're a bit more trusting you know I, i'd rather make a deal with somebody on a handshake than a, than a contract you know yeah. if i have my ideal way and, and it's just simply being truthfulness to your word that you're going to stand up that way in small towns you know when you're in a small town people get to know who you are they get to know who your dad is they get to know who your mom is you yep. know you do something wrong you guarantee you, your dad's getting a phone call you know and that was that was the small town i was in right yeah i just, Wrong. Well, I knew my dad's going to find out. And so that was a, a big deterrent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so you went to high school in
1: what was it, Grand Island? So, so I actually, I, I moved around. So when I was a kid, my parents got divorced. Uh, we moved from Grand Island to another small, a smaller town called Donovan, Nebraska. And it was one of those ones where one school had it all from kindergarten to, to senior. You know, wow. it, it was a couple blocks school, but still, you know, it was a country school, uh, you know, in, in that respect, because a lot of the other small towns all busted there. And, you know, for, we moved around a lot as kids. We moved to, uh, you know, Creston, Iowa, uh, you know, small little town, you know, interesting history there. And then we moved down to Southeast Kansas. So kind of in this whole vicinity, that's where I grew up. Yeah. And I actually did my high school for a short time in Independence, Kansas down at the Southeast corner. And then, uh, you know, straightforward. I, it's, it's, I switched over to, uh, to home education courses, homeschool for for my, my, my
0: my grandfather lives, or is it Independence, Missouri, Missouri or Kansas?
1: So there's, there's an Independence, Missouri, but there's an Independence, Kansas. So actually the, the monkey that went into into space, Abe, the the monkey, whatever came from the zoo at Independence, Kansas. Okay. Wow. Wow. So, so,
0: so did you end up going to college?
1: No. Really? No, I didn't. Interesting. So, so uh, you know, the long, I was a teenager in Independence, and I was working actually at Kmart, and um, I was a, a, a pharmaceutical. I was helping in the pharmacy. I was a pharmaceutical tech. You know, wow. at like like seventeen or eight. You know, seventeen or eighteen, something like that, and then. Uh, I, I guess I must've been trouble for my mom or whatever. And, and, and I ended up, uh, uh, being strongly encouraged, AKA you're going, uh, to live with my dad up here in Omaha area. And so I transferred with Kmart, you know, again, I'm 17 years old or whatever. And I get up to Omaha and I decided, you know what? I I don't want to work for Kmart any longer. After a while, I worked there for a while longer still and, uh, helped, uh, do the sporting's good department and that kind of stuff. And I went to work for a, a telemarketing company and this kind of like gives you the short story of like where I came from to where I'm at and why I do what I do today. I went to work for a telemarketing company and, and moved quickly through their programs and got requested by one of our B2B clients to go work actually in the field uh, selling deregulated natural gas for Occidental Petroleum. They had a, a division called MC squared. And, and so Uh, I went to work in Chicago and I was flying back and forth every single week. Working the streets of Chicago for business owners, signing them up for deregulated natural gas, you know, their natural gas usage. So you were gone
0: door to door. Yep. Wow. In
1: Chicago. In Chicago. Wow. Southeast side. Wow. In In a place I was told a boy like me should not be. Well,
0: you know, let's let's tell the world. I, I got it. I, you know, when I I met you face to face the first time, two was it two years ago? Yeah, GrowthCon uh,
1: GrowthCon uh, Growth three.
0: Yeah, GrowthCon three, and and I was like, you had texted me, hey, can I come up and meet you? Like, yeah, come on up, and and you walked in, and I was like, hey, dude, I had no idea Thank you were six foot nine. Or how, anyway,
1: how tall are you? I'm 6'6". Six, 6'6". Six. Six, six. Like, yeah, dude, got...
0: you are super tall.
1: J- just a smidge. Just, just okay. a, you know, Quito.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, you were going door to door in Chicago. Yeah. Which sounds just like a blast.
1: Well, I, I was, man, I was, I was like 18, just getting ready to turn 19. And, uh, you know, I, I was like, this was an awesome opportunity. I even got a, a, a firm job offer to go work for Occidental Petroleum permanently. The, the regional manager said you did fantastic. And actually we just wanted to, we want to bring you on. And that was where I almost decided to go that direction versus the direction I went. Wow. And, and I, I came home and I thought about it. I'm like, I, I don't want to go that direction. I want to go this direction. I, it's, you know i just want to do that and you know that's, it's it's amazing you know, how you always look back at the decisions you make along the way and the journey that it takes you on yeah and you know yeah you can always but you never didn't want to hang there that's what that one small tidbit i you know say for myself you never want to hang back on the decisions you made and say well i should have done this no, 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 you got to go full forward yeah i think right. people do that too often
0: yeah i agree
1: so so where did you go from there so we. Where I went from there, we were using a product out uh, in when I was selling natural gas. We were using a product called uh, Business USA. It was made by a company called American Business Information. And I just loved the product. I was like, man, this tells me so much cool details that helps me close more deals. And helps me close a lot of deals while I was here. And I'm like, I want to go work for this company. And incidentally, I was working with my my brother in law at the, the the marketing company that we were at, the the telemarketing company we were at, and he's like, "Well, let's go over there. We'll we'll you know, what do we got to lose? We're young guys, and you know, no family, no debts." So I'm like, "Sure, let's do this." So I went to go work for American Business Information. Good morning, Charles, and uh, and and everyone else. It's flashing by real quicker but went to go work for American Business Information, and man, I just had a blast. I was like, you know me, Ken. I'm I'm like you know, I'm a geek out. I'm a I'm a I just get all excited about information and, and you know, technology and and those types of things. And so it was just fascinating to me how information could be connected and how businesses were using that to grow their business and right. the massive success they were having. And so I, I quickly quickly rose to the top ten percent of my division at like nineteen and uh if anybody knows, you know, anything about American business information now called uh, then it got changed to Infogroup now DataX. So they were very notorious in the Omaha market for hire a bunch, let a bunch go, hire a bunch, let a bunch go. And incidentally, that was that was one of the uh, the phases I was put on as you know, we walked out. We saw a new car being unloaded for the CEO. Right. Yeah, a new Porsche or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought, you know what, I, I really like this industry. I don't want to quit. And so I went to go work for. A data brokerage company, and worked for there for about a year and a half. And I thought I really like this, and I, I went to work for a uh, one of my customers doing the same thing again. And we we took that company. I, I joined as just a sales guy and wore a lot of hats. Or you know did IT and accounting and all things like that. And, and we went from nothing to about eight million in three and a half years. And wow. uh, and, and unfortunately, you know, the, the thing we've heard, all of us maybe have heard this, that that money only accentuates what's in you. Well, yep. it definitely did it unfortunately for the gentleman I was working for. And, and things went very much so the wrong way uh, from an ethical standpoint. Mm. And the, the company quickly, even though it was massively successful, it collapsed on itself because of that. And
0: well, you know, you know that will happen yeah exactly so i i that's Joe where- Ingram wants to know are those clubhouse notifications
1: we keep hearing <laughs> uh, no I, I deeply apologize i think that's my outlook i'll, I'll close that down <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah we all keep hearing that so right. so um so you left that company and and where where what'd you do
1: i you know i i looked at him like hey you know i i can go start and work for another company again or or I can take the information that I have and the passion that I have with it and, and go try to do something good with it and go try to help customers. Um, you know, the, where, where I was at at that time, my, my wife, uh, you know, she had just given birth to our son. He was three months old. Wait, we skipped over where you we met did. your wife. Oh, okay. So, I mean, come on, your wife okay. is amazing. She is, she is, she's fantastic, and she's actually over here, off to the side, over here. We're, we're both down here. <laughs> Tell but, her that um, hi. All right, He's, Ken says hi. Hi Ken. <laughs> so, um, so uh, actually, I apologize. I'll go back here. So, the friend, of, <clears throat> a friend of mine, the, my best friend, who he said, "Hey, let's go work over there." That's my brother-in-law now. And so, oh, wow. Yeah, that that was my brother. Yeah. So. Hi,
0: Audrey. How are you? Good morning.
1: Good morning. So, uh, so, so no. Yeah. So, you know, fast forward a bit there and, 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 uh, you know, I, I met my wife through him and, you know, we, we obviously hit it off and we, we got married in 2001 and, uh, you know, fast forward to 2005, which is when I started my company Uh, in March of that year, my son was born and here, here right at that same time period, you know, a few months prior, we, we, sh- we just saw the company that of uh, the gentleman I was working for just start to self-destruct and man, yeah. that was stressful. It was stressful because it, a lot of the elements I felt were out of my control. And I, st- I want to stress that I felt like they were out of my control. Yeah. yeah. The reality is they were not. And I, right. I see it ever more clearly looking back. Um, some of the actions I did take at the time is, you know, there were some, some valuable partners and I said, Hey, um, you know, you really should start making us prepay. They're like, well, you're, you're not too far behind your, your company. I said, no, seriously, make us prepay. I want to make sure you get taken care of because something ain't going right. And and so they did. And and, and I'm glad we did that. You know, they got most of their, their stuff paid to them. And actually, one of those partners ended up being one of uh, my initial business partners when I went on my own. And so that, that tells you about relationships when you when you communicate yep. and, and you do things the right way. You have people that line up with you and they got yep. your Um, I, I had, I had a vice president of the largest, still one of the largest data brokerage entities, companies in the world. And her and I are really tight. Um, and I remember when that company finally just shut down as we fast forward to 2005. Uh, and I I called her, I says, Hey, Chris, you know, and, and incidentally to give you a little bit of the backstory, it's, you know, this, this gentleman, I, I, I have no, I have no um, no tolerance for dishonesty, none. I have zero. I, I you know call me a snitch. I don't care. You know if you're going to be unethical, I'm going to call you out. Um, and the reason why I feel that way is because why, so I Oh like, wait, 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 back wait. up. Yeah, no. Go why, ahead.
0: why would I call you a snitch for having no tolerance you, you, for dishonest you, people? Why? I hate
1: dishonest people. Yeah, no, you're you're good. You're good. So no, it's is some people do though, right, Ken? Some people are like, why would you do? You know. You know, why would you, there's not a lot of people. There's unfortunately the, the people that stand up for sometimes what's right are few, very few. Yeah. But that and doesn't it, make you a snitch. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying though. Is like some people <laughs> felt that way. But it, and the reason why I say that is actually how things kind of cascaded because uh, here was, here was this gentleman. This is just kind of gives you the journey. Maybe this helps somebody that may be in a similar situation. Cause again, money, Sometimes money only accentuates what's the what's in somebody, and then unfortunately, yep. what happened is this person did not fill themselves with good things, and so when that money you know came, it only blew up the things that were bad. Yep. You know, he was a very generous guy. I have no, I, I will say that very you know without without hesitation, because you know when we got married, he was very generous to my wife and I, and I appreciate that. There's a lot of things I did learn from him, but when it really came to pressure, people buckle. Yep. And, but if if they're not resolved down into here to do things right, they won't do things right when that pressure comes. yep. And that's what I saw. And so I agree. Um, long story short, you know that that little short story before I started my company first direct was this this gentleman was was taking underneath mentorship somebody that said, well, the way that you become massively successful is you go start multiple companies and you just bankrupt them." You rack them wow. up and then bankrupt them and start them again, and you know he had this guy had a, a, a severe alcohol problem. Uh, he, he he drank like a dog on fish, and you know it it destroyed his marriage. It destroyed the business. It did all of those things, and it, I remember we were standing out front of the office one day, and he shows up driving himself, and he's too that point of intoxication or of of consumption that it's still pouring out of his pores. You can smell it. Right. And what stacked on top of this was that my son, keep in mind, had just been born. And he also was on a second DUI and wasn't supposed to be driving. And the thought went through my head. I'm like, it's somebody like this. That's going to hit my wife and my son take their life. Mm. It's not right. No. So I called his probation officer on because he needed a, he needed to be taken off the road. Yeah. Um, so long story short, fast forward to like May of 2005. Uh, one of the other employees had found out that I was the one who made that phone call. That phone call incidentally had nixed a, a trip that he was planning. It put a kibosh in that one. <laughs> and, and he was very upset about that. Very, very upset about that. And, <laughs> you know, two days, Yeah. You know, so two days before the company, we knew the company was shutting down two days before the company was shutting down. He found out one of these other employees thought, Hey, it's going to be a bright idea. I'm going to get on the good graces of my, my boss and tell him Joel was the guy mm. that made that call. And I got to tell you what, Ken, this was the best thing that ever happened. He, I, I heard, I heard this loud shouting profanity coming from down the hall and I heard the steps coming. I'm like, Yep, it happened. Uh oh. He comes in my office, cusses me out, and says, You're fired. I'm like, I just looked at him. I said, Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Jeez. And that's all I said. He says, Get your stuff in. I'm like, Without no problem. I'll do it. <laughs> and oh, I, got, wow. I got my stuff together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm a little, little, little anxious inside, a little feeling, a little nervous. And I remember calling, I mentioned Chris, you know, people, when you do the right things, people will stand by you. Yep. And I called Chris, I go, Chris, Joe fired me. See, and her words were fantastic. Let's get started. You're going to, you're going <laughs> to go somewhere. <laughs> and and I'm like, thank you. That's nice I, just, I just needed someone to believe in, in what I could do. Yeah. And, and that meant the world to me and it was more wow. than just that she said fantastic it was she was like anything you need you tell people call me and wow. and so you know if anybody's out there i want to i want to tell you that 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 when you build when you number 1 walk a path of consistency of doing things the right way it will catch up and pay you back even though it doesn't feel like it at the moment yep and through the years time and time again you know, when I've needed someone, when someone says, well, who are you? I'm like, you'll know who I am real quick. Call Chris. And and within a few minutes, I usually get a phone call back. All right. Chris said, you're good. Let's roll.
0: That's awesome.
1: And so, you know, the beautiful thing that that's helped me in my business, those relationships is it's helped me to do things for my clients that are, you know, allows me to be very creative in how I work with my clients and how, how I create solutions for my clients.
0: So you know, uh, and and we'll get into into what you do now. But um, you know, I remember the first time we talked. We talked for quite a while, and and you were explaining what you do. Yeah, and and I said, bro, <laughs>
1: I know you remember goes. what I said. Yeah, you said. What, what did I say? He's he's like, well, what do you do? I'm like, I do data. <laughs> <laughs> he's like.
0: Data. I go, dude, you got to make data sexy.
1: Right. Right.
0: Have you done that yet?
1: Uh, every day I'm working on it, bro. I love it, dude. Every so, day for this. That's where this came from right there. Yeah. Right? I love so it. that, that literally, so, I, so for those of you that are maybe connecting this and then you catch my podcast, Be Growth Driven, I'm going to give Ken Walls here, Credit here because if if he would have not have just simply just bluntly just told me that, I I probably wouldn't have sat there and asked myself the question like, how can I really dissect? Because I really geek out, and we all do that in something we do. Yeah, you
0: geek out in data; it is not a joke. But I, you know, like I love the way. Because you understand how data works on a level like nobody I've ever talked to. And so you're, you're explaining all this stuff to me. And I go, dude, can you
1: please look look what JR says? <laughs> oh, well, you know, 100% Omaha telemarketing camp all over the world.
0: Dude, so, so – but you, you explained it to me on – I said – okay, tell me a real life application. And you said, okay, let's take, for example, the 10X Growth Conference and yep. everybody's there with their cell phones. I can capture their self and I, I forget how you put it, but I can basically put an ad on every single one of those cell phones after they leave. Like I can have yep. whatever ad showing up for the people that were in that arena at the time. And I was yep. like, oh, well, that's different. That's way different. So, so you know,
1: right? I I had someone in one of the workshops that they're like, "You're like, you're like a professional stalker." I'm like, "That's what (laughs) I do," (laughs) and it's legal, yeah, and ethical,
0: yeah, right? Because like Charles said, repeating you, walk with integrity, and your path will be protected.
1: So, so that was that was a conversation I was having with another. 10 extra here, we, you know, during this workshop, I had dinner with him. And, you know, a young man starting, and, he, and he's a marketing guy, right? Yep. And there's so many marketing guys, right? And I says, "Yeah, sell the stuff that helps, Just, problems, Salt, yeah, solve problems, man. Solve, yeah, service problems. Yeah, because he was acting like this 10X community that you're you are a part of, and I'm a part of." You know, David David Bange and I. Uh, if you don't know who David Bange is, definitely look him up. But David Bange and I have been talked. You know, have talked quite a bit about it. We were talking about it today, just an hour ago. And and so many people look to try to like you could say scalp or or you know uh, maliciously and willfully go lead people astray just to get their dollar bill. Yep. And they don't really provide a value. So, but yeah, go ahead. I apologize. I'm taking it off. No, you're right. Keep going, dude. Yeah. Keep going. So, um, things like that need to be protected. You know, whether it's your industry or whether your network that you're a part of. Yeah. I think people need to have more of a voice there. Uh, mm-hmm. pe- people need to stand up and be willing to to be heard and, and be loud enough to be heard when it's something's wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and people will listen. You know, you're not going to get anywhere with debates. But if you can break down discussions, people will have discussions. Yeah. And uh, I think if more people do that, you know, and there are the good people in the network, you know, things like the 10X network and many other networks where you find the good people and they're like, yes, I get that. Yeah. And you get enough of those people together. You can you can provide a protection because if you look at just what's happened in the last year, look at how many small businesses have been struggling and having difficulties just staying alive and look at how that's going to impact that's going to impact families that's going to impact communities that's going to impact you know generations right yep. now and and how how the businesses out there that are still alive provide services and solutions to these industri- to these communities to these family owned businesses to these these professionals to people that are just trying to get things to work i think it's our responsibility to to so don't get, don't ever get greedy, number one, but don't ever get, certainly don't get greedy in the moment and, and provide that value so that you, you're you helping somebody get elevated from where they're at. I, I mean, look at like a lot of the restaurants that are being decimated because of, of some of the, the things that are happening right now. Well, there's ways that they could be helped. So help them. You know, if, if they yeah. got, if all they can do is carry out, go buy the food from them. You know? I agree. They'll, they'll get their supplies from the grocery store and the circle will continue yeah you know, the grocery stores will survive too <laughs>
0: right I, I so, totally agree
1: but no it's at the end of the day provide valuable services and understand when your product's not the right product for that company they may be convinced that they need your product but if you know and you're a sales professional you're a business owner whatever that you know it's not the right product for them don't don't sell that product to them. Sell them the right product, and then I agree. Help them learn. Give them the information to learn. That's one of the things that that we're doing. For example, with with one of our good friends in our in our our community, is we're taking them through the steps of like, all right, let's step one. I understand like what information she can handle at the moment. Let's talk about this right here, so you understand that part and how it works. That way, you can go do your research, and you know if I'm telling you right. And what was a beautiful like testament to that is we had uh, um, somebody that's that's their mentor, really really high up in the in the Cardone ecosystem, part of one of the Cardone companies. They they took what we're doing for them to this individual, and he says, "I just make these two tweaks or these couple of tweaks, and you're good." So it's if you do the right things, you're gonna get the attention that you're 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 thriving for maybe.
0: You know, you have, um, you're one of these people that, that I, I, first, I consider you a good friend. Second, I think that you have this ethical side to you. Um, maybe that's not the right word. I mean, you're definitely ethical, but you have this just wholesome goodness about you. You're just a good dude. And my question for you is, did that come from, you know, dad finding out (laughs) or did it, did it, you know, is that what kept you in line your whole life? Did you ever go astray? Did you ever have a wild side? Did you ever get in
1: any trouble at all? I think, I think my astray is probably going to be like no no astray compared to some. Okay. So <laughs> right. uh, well, it's, 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 you know, I, I was raised with firm, you know, firm. Uh, I call myself, a, I consider myself a Christian. I, I was raised with Bible values. That was stress. Uh, you know, my, my family had its turmoils, had its hardships. Uh, my parents got divorced. So, so obviously some things happened there, but what I will say this is as a family, even, even a, a split family there uh, at the end, they 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 did their very best to fix things, um, applying Bible principles to that. So Bible principles have always been a guidance there. Um, have I always done things the way that I feel I should have done them? No, no, I've failed many times. Um, and even even with my wife and I, this year we'll be married 20 years, and wow. we've had our we've had our. I know it crazy. It feels crazy, man. Uh, we've had our ups and downs we've had our times where we just want to like you know why but I, what's even carried me and my wife through those things is is a, a, a love for God that's greater than each other mm. you know? and and those ha- that has to be individual you know her love her love has to be you know for God has to be greater than her love for me and mine has to be you know for him more than her and you know for those of you you know those that may be listening that don't feel that way that's fine. Um, there, there has to be something higher that moves you there for me. It's for me, uh, I've, I've been asked this quite a bit this weekend, kind of a thing, you, you know, and, uh, I, 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 w- I was told, I was told by, uh, uh, an aunt. I remember when I was a teenager with all the chaos that was going on in my family when I was young, I was, to- I was told. By my aunt, you know. At a point, I was lectured. I, think, I remember one time till like two or three a.m. And I, I mustered the courage to say, "You've left me with no dignity." And she turned to me and said, "She told me I didn't deserve none." And that that stuck with me for many. For it still sticks with me. And that you didn't deserve yeah. dignity. Yeah, and and I know what she was trying to do. She was trying to do that good old-fashioned, hardcore, knock the senses out of you thing, right? Yeah. And, and man, that just, that hurt to the core. And so for a long time, I maybe, I, I think I felt like I didn't have it. Mm. And, and I finally, you know, one of the things that I'll say that I grab, I grapp- grappled or, or anchored onto like the, the 10 X, the 10 X rule. I'm a, I'm a big fan. There's not everything that I agree with there. Um, but I'm a big fan of a lot of a lot of the principles that I know that I could apply. Yeah. And, one of the things that kicked off in me, like over five years ago, was this. You know what? I there's a lot of things I haven't pushed to the full. I actually didn't try as I didn't really try. And that's not being ethical. And so I just started saying yes to everything, and I just started saying, how can I push? And and you start building kind of like, where do I want to be remembered, or what do I? Where do I want this to take? What do I want to be the outcome of this? And and the one of the biggest one of the, the summations of that I can think of is. Is I want to be the reason I, I thought of this. I thought of the wording too. I'm like I want to be the reason for the biggest party I'll never make it to. I love without, that without trying. So you you've heard me share that with Glenn. Yeah. But it, it's because if if I can if I can lift somebody up, that's my selfish commission. Even if even if it's something that they'll never know that I did. Yeah. I'd rather know that, dude. So, I love that. And the biggest party you're never going to be at is what? When I die. Yeah. Your funeral. Yeah. Um, you know i i i do uh, I do uh, public speaking ministry work, and, and the the I won't, I I have not brought myself to willingness to do weddings, but I'll do funerals. And the reason, here's the reason why I'll do funerals is because I know where that person's been. Mm. I, I, I can see the journey they've been on, right? Yeah. See, wedding, wedding, weddings are hard. You sure hope they go in the right direction. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> But it's, you know, what what kind of, a I guess the, the, you know, there's a scripture that talks about the better, you know, the better is the the day of, what goes along the better of day one's death than the day one's being birthed. And it's because all the things you've done haven't been recorded yet. Right? Your name means nothing. Your name means, your name doesn't mean a lot yet. It doesn't make you less important, but you're, you've not accumulated that, that wealth of what your name means. Right. And unfortunately so many people are only focused on the material wealth they can accumulate. You do need that, but you need a different type of wealth and that's the reputation of what you stand for. Um, when I started my company, I mean, one of the things that I, I came, came home and told my wife, I'm like, well, I'm, number one, I'm starting a company. <laughs> She's like, okay. And <laughs> I said, you know, I, I just, I don't want to go work for somebody else. And, uh, <laughs> do I have a brother? <laughs> um, I, I do. I'm not recommending him out. <laughs> uh, Jeez he's got, he's got some things maybe to do. Um, I love my brother dearly. I don't think you'll see this, but if you do, th- sorry, brother. Uh, love you. Uh, it's, uh, one of the things I, in it's in tune with that. It's like, I always want to make sure that when I do things that I can come home and look my kids in the eye and said, I did my very best and mean it. Wow. I hundred I percent did my very best at, you know, I, I even if it meant that we were at the last nickel and it, I, I had the choice of A or B, do something unethical. See, because some people feel that way, don't they, Ken? Yep. Um there's a there's a, a part that I was working on about honesty, and I, I actually sent a poll out to people in in business connections that I knew. And I asked him a simple question. I said, what does honesty mean to you, number one? And number two, how do you know that you're looking at something that it's honest? And it was rather shocking, actually, the response I get or got from one individual. And I, and I don't name that individual, but I use it actually in that part. And, and, and the person responded this way. And this was somebody that, that you would think would be really high up in there. And one of the things they said was, when I look at something and I know that it's good for me and those that I love, that's how I know it's honest. And if we saw that on a Facebook post, how many people might you know, hit like on that? Unfortunately, a lot. But people don't go to think about, hey, it's not what you feel is honest or what is good for just your close people that makes it honest what's honest is what's honest and what's ethical is what's ethical. There is no, bl- there's no gray zone. It's black and white. Wow. And that led to the other question of, well, how do you know it's, it's, you know, and then he continued on. It's like, when I know it's good for those that I love. Well, that's selfish. You're only looking out for yourself then. What, what do you, what's your,
0: um, I, I have two, two questions. Number one, you know, what's your, talk about the, the, your day. What do you do? Like, you know, what do you do when you first get up and what do you, you know, how do you, um, structure your day?
1: Oh, real simple. First, first thing I get up Bible reading, um, Bible reading is first thing because your, your mind, your mind is fresh, it's empty and you need to fill it with the right thing on the, on the, on the foundation first. So for me, that's Bible reading. Um, I do some study. I do additional studies. I do some additional spiritual studies at that time too. And the next thing I do, then I do some sales training. So I do Cardone University. I do my training. I I, I get my sales training in. I get my head, you know, moving on to business a bit. Um, I I write my goals out. Goals for me when I was in a really, really, you know, kind of a dark time good six, seven years ago, I wasn't writing goals. I wasn't focused. And so goals to me were like a a new form of medication. And they had to be so big, it scared the living daylights out of me. And the reality is, is what scares you won't scare somebody else. And what scares somebody else won't scare you on a goal. And that's okay. They're your goals. They need to be what scare you. And they need to be what actually, it has to be a goal that pulls you forward in the direction that you know you should go. And so for me, I wrote goals as if they were my medication. And, and actually, you know, six, seven years ago, I was on some stuff trying to deal with anxiety. And I, I realized I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be on this stuff. This is just clouding my head. This is messing me up. It's not helping me. And so I had to figure out a way to, and, I, and I, each situation is different is what I'll say. You know, it's never one of our positions to judge somebody else's situation. They know their situation better than we do. But for me, the decision I made was, you know what, I'm going to change things. These these anxiety moments that I'm having in my head—they're in my head. I need to figure out what's kicking them off. And what I realized for me was my goals were never big enough, and they were never real enough to me. And I wasn't as committed to them. They didn't pull me forward. And see, I I, I think that for me, and that so if this helps somebody, that's why I'm saying this is for me that that lack of being pulled forward or lack of being committed created me a frozen moment in time which only exacerbated the anxiety of it all because we're all hit with pressures we all got bills to pay we all got this going on in the family and this going on in the family so we need something to focus on so for me i I treated it as such so much to the degree i remember one time i forgot my goal book it you know i worked late it was like 2 a.m dragged myself home and i realized shoot I didn't write my goals. I got back in the car, went back to the office, got my book, wrote the goals, took a shower, went to bed, and that's how much how important it was for me. That is that yeah. That's the Happy Pills goals. That's a hundred percent. Yeah. So, you know, so my day is that. My day is 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 spiritual spiritual things first. The way that I look at like um, if you if you're in. You know, if you've read the 10X rule, if you're kind of like intermingling that, all of my goals get connected together from spiritual to personal to business to family. All of those are stitched and dependent upon one another. They're woven into one another. I cannot set a goal for business that doesn't complement the other goals. And I can't, I, I can't 10X or push hard you know, on business if I'm not willing to do it in the other areas first. So for right. me, that's what, that's what levels and irons me out. Wow, dude. That's incredible. So, so, and you have kids. Yep. How many? I have two. I got, I got a son that's 15 and a daughter that's nine. Wow. That's so. that's
0: about the, uh, my, my daughter's 15 and the other daughter's 10. So yeah, right. about, about the same. Yeah. So, so, um, what's, what's in the, what's in your future, man? What, what are you, what are you shooting for? What, what's, what's next for you?
1: I, I, and actually this, this weekend, I was at the 10 X scale workshop and that actually helped me really start to think about those things and try to peel off some more layers of what I needed to maybe adjust, you know, my, my long-term, like a 10-year goal out there would be for my wife and I to be able to to participate more in ministry work that we both enjoy and volunteer work that we both enjoy. Uh, but but I want to be able to do that anywhere at any time and, and fly myself. So, um, you know, that that obviously is going to take some funds. So I need to get business to a point where it, it helps, uh, you know, take care. It takes care of that. Yeah. So. You know, that leads me to my business goals and my business goals. You know, I want to see my children doing very well and focused and grounded and and, and help them to do that. Um, you know, my wife and I very much so believe of, of making our children work hard for the things they earn. Uh, they don't earn. They don't get something without, you know, working hard for it. You know, that they really that they really want doesn't mean that we don't give them gifts and things like that. But, you know, those things they want, we t- we, we try to teach them how to go work hard for it. And that's the only way you get it. Um, yeah. From a business business standpoint, you know we're we're a smaller 1.2 million dollar company. This last year, we saw you know phenomenal growth, uh, uh, with a lot of credit due to to the sales training from, from uh, Grant Cardone and his team and, and their their Cardone University. And you know our our goal is to, you know hit 10 million. When we hit 10, go for 100. Um, when we hit 100, go for a billion. You know who yeah. knows. And yeah. if we do fifty percent of that, would I would it would it probably do a lot of what I'm trying to do? You bet, probably so. Uh, but but I want to create the opportunity though for others to join in that way, and and, and uh, be able to help. You make sure I find the right people that should be helping other businesses grow.
0: So for people that are watching that may not know what you do, I mean, kind of in a sexy in a, way. <laughs> <laughs> no, but kind of, kind of explain to everybody what it is that, yeah.
1: that you do. So I'll, I'll try to make it as a simplistic way as possible. So what I do is I help companies get the right information that they can use in their sales and marketing so they can get right on their ideal audience. And then I help them execute their message on that audience if, if they're needing that assistance. But really where companies have the most need is getting in touch with the right audience. And so that's what we help companies do, whether that be, you know, your traditional mailing lists and sales leads to the really wicked, cool, big data that is the the creepy CIA stuff that lets you do awesome Facebook marketing and digital marketing that that gets your name out there. So we help companies grow. Simple as that.
0: That's awesome, dude. Where, where, um, Where can everybody follow you? What's the
1: best place? You know, best place to follow me actually is is connect with me at joelboer com, and you know if you want to reach out, we got of course I got a form page there. You wanna you wanna connect out there? You know, by all means just just go to joelboer com, fill it out, hit me up on Clubhouse Joel Boer at Joel Boer, on Instagram at Joel Boer, you'll find me on Facebook. Yeah, you know. You'll, you'll find me hanging around 10 walls. Good guys on 10 walls.
0: You're a good dude, man. I'm honored to call you a friend. So so, let me ask you this, and I ask everybody this question. What do you think, in your opinion, and, and, and let me say the number one answer is fear, so you have to do better. Um, in your opinion, what do you think holds people back from – not just financial success, although it's very important, right? But from freedom and happiness and joy, what do you think is holding people back in life?
1: Well, fear is a good one, but I, I, I think it's a combination of integrity. And goals. What
0: if God what if God asked you that question? What would you say to him?
1: Well, integrity is a big one. If you're gonna have a relationship with God, you're gonna to have to have some integrity. Um, now if
0: God it, said if God said, Joel, share with the people what's stopping them
1: in life. Action. Ecclesiastes 9.10 says, whatever your hand finds to do, do with all your might. Action. People lack action. Lack of action lets fear come in.
0: They need to add on to that scripture, you know, a Grant Cardone little thing saying, (laughs) so
1: 10X. (laughs) So it's, you know, grab a hold of what you're going to grab a hold of. Take action. You know and don't don't grab a hold of things that you know are bad that you can't let go of you know that's i i had an uncle i had an uncle his statement was don't grab a hold of it was don't grab a hold of something you can't let go of it's actually something i write down every day he's a great uncle wonderful man what do you
0: mean by that explain that
1: so so don't grab a hold of something you can't let go of now that kind of sounds probably you know like never commit to something that's not what it really means But what it really means is don't grab a hold of something you can't let go of. Sometimes we do grab a hold of things that are not good for us. And we get so. Like what? Well, look at what people do. They'll they'll commit to things to the degree that they take themselves down a dangerous direction, right? Maybe it's overindulging in something. Maybe it's 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 a a bad business relationship. Maybe it's a bad friendship. You know, and it's, it doesn't mean you kick your friends and your loved ones to the curb. That doesn't mean that at all. You know, there's some things you should grab a hold of that you should never let go of. Your spirituality, you should never let go of that. You should always be improving it, always be growing. Um, but there's, there's also some things that are in the world today that only actually hold people back and create distraction. I mean, look at. Look at the pressure we we see upon everybody, from so many different angles. Whether it be economic, relationship, the wrong advice, right? Yeah. Um, again, I'm a big avid Bible student. So you know, there's there's even individuals out there. The scriptures say, I think it's in First Timothy three, and it talks about uh, you know those people that have an appearance of godliness but proving false to its power. I mean, what does that tell you? You know, in that same neighboring, you know, uh, verses it says that you know, being misled or misleading others and being misled. So, you know, we got to be careful where we take advice from, uh, because sometimes those people that look high and mighty and look like they're the right people, uh, they're uh, they're they're not only misled already, but they're actually intent on misleading. Yep. False and prophets. So we, yep. Exactly. So, you know. You got to be willing to let go. You got to be able to recognize and let go of those things. That's,
0: Very you know, that's, that's something that Glenn and I talk about a lot in our, li- our live shows. We've talked about this a lot. And that is, you know, there's so many people walking around that, well, I go to church every Sunday, so I'm, I'm good. Well, dude, Great. <laughs> what do you do the rest of the week? Like, yeah. you know. That doesn't Whatever give you a, you don't, you don't get a hall pass to, 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 you know, Rob
1: banks the other six days of the week. Yeah. Yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make what, if you say that you stand for this, this or this, it has to be evident in every area of life. It just has to yeah. so take action. Just simply take the right action and, and be willing to look back and have the humility to say, Hey, Hey did i do that right and and if the the immediate answer comes back and you realize no i could i need to change something then change it <laughs> get over it. it it really is that simple i screwed up i gonna fix it i mean how many marriages would be saved if they a person actually said that yeah right yeah how many business business relationships would be saved? i i, I messed up that project ken I, I take full responsibility for that. I want to assure you, I'm going to take care of that problem. Yeah. it's on me. It's not on you. It's on me. That would fix that. And you'd be like, "Yeah, you screwed up. You're going to fix it." I'm glad you acknowledge that. You right. know, it's, it's same thing with our spouses. You know, sometimes we get too locked in, and we want to be unreasonable, but we're we're being unreasonable in the wrong way. Amen, dude. Amen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so
0: yeah i sit in a car and say beep beep doesn't make me i sit in the garage say beep beep doesn't make you a car so so you know the uh, 2020 was a great year for me um it was a great year for a lot of people but it was a really bad year for a lot of people so much negativity so much um bad press and fear mongering and you know what? I, I mean, honestly, dude, but like the suicide rates went just skyrocketed. For somebody yeah, that's, for somebody that is, um, at the end of their rope, are you
1: getting a message? No, I'm looking at something. I'm listening to it at the same time. I was looking at something along the lines of uh, what you're talking about. So, there's...
0: for someone that's at the end of their rope, for someone that's. Um, I remember a day that I had my car repossessed in front of all of my employees. That was a really terrible day. And, and, you know, I honestly, that day felt like this is it. It's the end of the world. Like uh, uh, it's over. Like my life is over now. And, and, you know, I think that that's not necessarily true, but what would you say to somebody that's at the end of the rope? They don't feel like going on anymore that they, that they can't feed their kids Their electrics shut off their cars getting repoed. What do you say to somebody that is at that point to help them get through that moment to the next? You
1: know, I I think, I think the first thing that, that, needs to be encouraged to that individual if, if they're a spiritual person, hopefully they are, is pray. Pray because the, the beautiful thing is is, you know, our, our our Heavenly Father he responds to an earnest, heartfelt supplication. And and he assures us that that we if we if we humble ourselves, we throw our burdens on it, you know, on him that, that he's gonna listen to us, he's gonna help us through the situation. Now we have to be patient too because we you know the 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 electric being shut off You know, let's, we we, we depend on those things very much so, without a doubt. But worse things have happened and people have come through. And, you know, the the encouraging thing that we, when we see success from individuals that have climbed out of any odds, right? uh, That same success that they're capable of, you're capable of too. And take the time to just talk, start with prayer and, and trust. Trust somebody to help you. You know, and if, if you're, if they're hearing this, then hopefully there's someone in this community of these fine people that are, are joining in with, with comments, like guys like Frank, right? Frank's um, the man. Me. Call them. Say, say I'm having a hard time. Some and, and, and for the rest of us that take, you know, we need to take the time to recognize when someone's having a hard time. We, we need to take the time to check in on those people. Right, and, yeah. and make sure that they know they're not alone because that is a responsibility that, that's our responsibility to actually to reach out and help our neighbor we can't be so selfish that no we're not willing to do that
0: phenomenal dude phenomenal bro And and Frank says it and he's right you're right show yeah. some empathy man Show, show care, care about your fellow man, and your fellow man will care about you.
1: Yeah, keep. Don't give up. You know, if somebody's in that state. If somebody's feeling down, do not give up. Hold on. Reach out. Just, you know, give, giving up takes a lot of energy. It's going to take a lot less energy to reach out.
0: Amen. I agree. Pride. Yeah. Don't let your there, pride.
1: Well yeah, there's there's a um, an inspired scripture that in First Peter five, six through eleven. I love that one. Cause uh, I'll share can I share a short real quick. Please. Yeah, yeah, gonna, go ahead. You know, I, I was I was talking actually the other day with a friend, you know, a friend and and, and uh, I was actually at this workshop and, and uh, he's just starting a business. He's he's trying to get his family pulled down from where they're at and he's a Louisiana boy and so I, I figured this illustration would make sense to him. I said I asked him. I says, "Well, how do they how do they uh, trap raccoons up in Louisiana?" And he goes, oh, "They put something shiny out." I said, "Yeah, okay." So they they they, they drill. And, and for those of you that don't know, it, it sounds really really kind of morbid. But they they trap raccoons by drilling a hole in a stump, and then they'll put something shiny. And they'll put nails, and of course the raccoon reaches in there and grabs that. And um, the the raccoon raccoon grabs that and of course along comes the, the hunter and whacks them they're they're done they become a hat. So we do the same thing sometimes too and, and we could be doing this in a number of areas. We hold on to the shiny we hold on to um, our, our anxiety we, we hold on to a lack of humility uh, we hold on to our pride we, we do all those things and what it does is it sticks us in time. We're not able to move and that's when that's when real disaster comes, right? Yeah so I and I and I, I told my friend here I said well, so now my code word with you now is going to be raccoon. Anytime I see you getting a little anxious, I says, don't be the raccoon, man. I says, you don't want to be a hat. But there, there's that scripture that, that's in um, 1 Peter 5, 6 through 11. So for all those listening, please understand where I am saying this and how I'm saying this. Is Sometimes when we're at this moment, we got to realize that what we're really only thinking of is ourselves at that moment. Maybe in that moment take a notepad and a paper and write down something that you can think of about somebody else that you really treasure. So if you are at this moment where you're at a loss where you're like the electric's going to be shut off, you know, you don't know where food's coming from. Take a moment to take stock of the things you are blessed with and maybe pick up the phone, reach out and say, Frank, Frank or Ken or Pamela, you know, I, I appreciate the smile you always bring to the room and I wanted you to know that. I just, you, you've always made my day. And when we do that, you know, let's face it. What, what are we giving them? They may not be in a bad moment, but we're, we're just, we're lifting them up, but
0: don't, you know, I, I agree with you, but, but you know, I, I would, I would caution you also, to not do it in a manipulative way. No. And, 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 you no, know, percent. No, no, I, exactly. I, right. I think what you're trying to say is, is lift other people's up, other people up first. I have so many people yeah. that send me, don't even have relationship capital with me at all. I don't know them at all, but they send me messages every day. I get messages asking for my help, asking for money, asking. and It's like, dude, I don't even know you. Like I'm not, I, I, there's, you know, I'm sorry. What, you know, what I think that the more that people stop being all about themselves yeah, and their like that Right. In other <laughs> yeah. words, like, I know you, I can reach out and say, bro, I appreciate you. I love you, man. I hope that you're doing great. Just wanted, you yeah. know, I love your energy and everything that you do.
1: Boom. That's it. Done. Yeah.
0: And all that so- does
1: is lift you up. Yeah, but but what happens here is this. So here here's what the benefit. This is the the commission that you you get is, is man. If you put it, you don't know what I'm going through at that moment too. You may think Joel's just this positive dude, and he's always he's he's good. Yeah, not right? not necessarily true. Well, it, it's I could be I could be hit at that moment with the worst thing, and and you could be at your bottom that you feel. Yep. And and you know what? It, what it may happen, it may happen where you're like, Joel, I just really appreciate you, and I'm like. Man, Ken, to be honest, you don't know how much that means right now. Yep. You it's know, true. and you're like you're like, what's going on? I'm like, well, you know, started this morning with the dog got hit by a car. Yeah. Then my grandma died. And then my cousin died. And all this, that, and the other, right? And you're like, dang, i I got life good right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. or or it may not too. even
0: it may not even turn into a conversation. Yeah, it may not. You know, I, I have, there's a there, a friend of mine named Brad Modrich, who is a phenomenal human being. And, and I, I think he has it set up in his phone or something every couple of months uh, as a reminder, maybe, I don't know. But he sends me a text message every month or two. Hey man just um, wanted to reach out and tell you that um, y- man you make the world a better place and I'm honored to call you a friend and and it seems like right. I get that text message like right at the right moment you know it's right. like yeah. I needed that thank you you yeah. know I love you too yeah. bro you know and and so so I love what you're saying man and and I think though that people need to and and you've learned this through um a lot of reading a lot of training um you're in the ministry so you've you've read the the bible a time or two um you know That's it, uh, yeah. And, and, but, you know, it, it creates the, it's, it's, it's the whole Geigo thing, right? Garbage in, garbage out. Whatever you're feeding your mind with is what's going to come out in your life. It's going to manifest in your life. So, 100%. dude, I, I, I love everything you're saying. Everything that you're saying, it's, it's, it's spot on. Yeah. Just show love to your neighbor.
1: I know. It is that simple, isn't it? Yeah. yeah and do it's it without okay. like, what, like what you said do it without expecting it back cuz sometimes it just frankly won't come back and that's okay you know what smile be happy you know being a
0: good and ethical person does yeah. always come back
1: yeah you know what it's going to weed out the rest it's all good yeah. you know that's you know there there was too many times in the past i get i got like man this person's oh you know you know and and, and don't stay there long it's a bad. It's a bad place. It, it just sinks you into the quicksand. True story, you know? man. So true story. It, anytime, hey. buddy. You, you reach out to me on Instagram or whatever. You feeling down? I'll I'll try to make time and, and and visit with you. So it's like you know I. If if I can share something encouraging, you know, by all means, hundred yeah. percent. I love it, dude. Joel, you are a.
0: You're a great man, and I'm I'm very grateful that you um, came on and shared your story. Even got to see Audrey there for a second. Is she still
1: with you there? She is on a, a Zoom. I think we're alive right now. Oh, okay, so okay. Here, this is you can see her over there. Oh, there she is. <laughs> so, oh, that's great. So yeah, so well, we're we're, we're road warrioring it for sure here out in Florida. It's a hard, you know, hard thing to do when it's snowing back home. But we'll, I guess we'll live with it.
0: What's the temperature in Miami right now?
1: Oh, I, I don't know. Let's see here. I, it's got to be in the seventies. Yeah, that's awesome. It's yeah. yeah. It's uh, versus at home. I think it's. I'm waiting for it to load here real quick. I want to say it's like maybe. Uh, a foot 20, of snow. A foot, a foot of snow. Yeah. He called so, the boy this morning and said, "Get up and go shovel right now." Yep. <laughs> He was dead asleep. Mom's like, I was gonna let him sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> no, that boy, get out there. Yeah. You, you, you get put your back into it. You get to work, and that's how you know you, you just take care of things. That's and he have the right. rest of the day to have some fun. There's. Was he just or... asking where I was, or I Yeah, no, no, he was asking. There's no question saying, for no, me. Is there? No, any oh, questions for no, him? No, no, no. Just no. wanted to say
0: hi, and it was great seeing you. You,
1: you too, Ken. Always wonderful. <laughs>
0: yes. Well, Joel, thank you so much. Anytime, man. Appreciate you, man. And uh, everybody go follow Joel. Go to joelboer.com, right? Yep,
1: that works. Perfect. Follow me there. Um, All your
0: social media is linked from there. If
1: it's not, it will be momentarily. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All all right, right. well,
0: everybody go follow him. Joel, stay with me. I'm going to end the live stream. Thank you to everybody who's been on and shared this out. Thank you for all your wonderful comments and make sure you go follow my brother, Joel, right now. And we will see you guys later. Joel, thanks so much, brother. 100%, man. See you guys.